are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Philippians 3 verse 8 NIV version, the Bible says, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay continues the message series, Losing, Sacrificing, Suffering, and Dying, and continues with the power of sacrifice. We as Christians often take for granted the power that we have in Christ Jesus and how we can access that power through sacrifice. So let us listen into this anointed word and ask God, how can we sacrifice for him and his kingdom's sake? Be blessed. Father, we bless your name. We thank you. We give you glory. Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you. We appreciate your presence. What a blessing you've been for us. Jesus Christ left us in your care and you've truly taken care of us. Yes, indeed. You're our helper. You're our teacher. You're our guide. You're our standby. We are blessed because you came. Work a miracle in us. Heavenly Father, use me for your glory. Anoint me for this glorious time. In Jesus Christ's mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, I know it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Amen. And this is Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you didn't finish all the turkey. Um, many people are eating turkey abroad. Amen. I know people who travel and all kinds of... This one, I see a lot of messages. Oh, we are eating turkey in Texas. We're eating turkey in this. We're eating turkey in that. Ask somebody, can I come for some more turkey? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to go straight. Last week we started talking about something about your four appointments. Hallelujah. Four appointments that you will not miss. All right. So everybody who is not here next week, they are bringing a turkey for you. Say amen. When they come, ask them, where's my turkey? You had so much turkey, you couldn't wake up. Anyway. Now, last week we talked about the fact that um, everybody in Christianity, we have watered things down so much with everything to do with bless me, give me, 
fill me. Top me up. Promote me. Honor me. Let me excel. All those things are not bad. But they are not the primary focus of Christianity. And last week we talked about the fact that everybody will have an appointment with four different destinations or destinies. Hallelujah. Four different things. And we talked about losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. Hallelujah. I know it was not too popular and will never be popular. But the reality is, is the truth. The Bible says, ye shall know the truth and the truth that you know is what will set you free. You shall know the truth. Many people in church are frustrated. In fact, only that it's not a nice question to ask, but you would have asked, is God real? Yeah. How many have come to that point before where you say, is God at all real? Today we're going to answer that question. Amen. You have been there and have been there. But the truth is that the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that you're looking for shall be added. But there are four different destinations that Christians do not want to attain to. Christians want everything apart from what God wants for us. Amen. Now, I want to read something to you from the New King James Bible. Perhaps I'll read it even from the New Living Translation. Okay? Now, I'm reading from Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 1. How many Christians, how many believe that Christians can have trouble? That Christians can suffer? Christians can lose things? That godly people can die? Let me tell you, not that they can, they will. They will. They will. And we have to embrace ourselves with that truth. Otherwise, we'll be frustrated. Actually, the road to every good thing runs through these four destinations. Oh, yes. Look at anybody who has been rich. Look at anybody who has been successful. Many people like to see and experience and embrace the glory but they don't like the story oh it's true I said again many people what they like is the glorious finality of the cooked finished product that is why most of us eat in restaurants and we don't cook because we don't want to go through the processes do you know that you can eat one lunch that if you save the money and cooked, it can actually give you food for the whole week? Yes. I'll tell you again. There is a place you go with your family 
the lunch you eat, especially uh, 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 on a holiday, if you cooked, went through the pain of going to the groceries, getting the groceries, driving home, putting the things together, preparing, letting them cut in the tomatoes and the onions and the, even the turkey that you buy when it is prepared, compared to if you prepared it yourself. Because you don't want to go through the losing, the suffering, the sacrifices, and the dyings, denials of yourself to put your shirt off and to put something, a kitchen type of dress. Many of the boys, they don't know how to cook. Even the girls. When I was in school, man, I saved money. I could have bought a car if my pocket money was good enough because I cooked. If I cooked so much that when the one who is my wife now came and visited, realized that, man, I've got a cook in the house if I say yes. And he was right. Only that now I've also changed my strategy. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I am telling you, when I look at some of the bills, at restaurants when I finish with my family and I look at my wife how much when it goes to even the whole everything at Costco I realize it's almost foolishness to go to a restaurant yeah especially when those of us who do it regularly lunch dinner lunch dinner lunch dinner lunch dinner now why am I saying this I'm saying this because we have made God somebody who is like a restaurant waiter or waitress. We like finished products. We like what we see, like the Job you see. You like, you want to be Job. You even want to be a servant of Job. But you don't want to go through the sufferings of Job. You don't want to go through the trouble of Job. Job lost many things. Job suffered many things. Job sacrificed many things. Job actually died inside to his old self. But when he finally came, when Job came and double of what he had, people couldn't believe it. But that story of Job is not a story of suffering and problems just to see how wicked God can be. To Christians or to godly people. It was example of how the things that exist for God's people, the challenges they go through and how God stands with them and how God acknowledges and even embraces and actually commends when people are going through the suffering by faith. Job's love for God is what kept him is what took him through the trouble. Job's love for God, his passion. Your Christianity will be tested before your promotion comes. Can you stand to be blessed? Can you handle blessing? Can you handle it? Can you be a Job? You want the first class flights? Can you handle it? You saw the film stars. When they said all the seven, 270 were all going on first class, 
to go and wait on the Job's family. We all wanted Job to employ us as servants. And that's not a bad thing. If you got a good job, even if you're a servant and they pay you well, take it. But ladies and gentlemen, what am I driving at? Christians don't want the legitimate road to power. We want the shortcuts. We want the final product. We want the restaurant ready-made quickie. But look at this. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 1. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things. And do it to, I do it to safeguard your faith. It means your faith is not safe when certain things are not reminded you. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. In other words, the physical things are not the thing. It is the spiritual, the innermost man. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in our human effort. Hmm. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I even have it more. In other words, Paul is not saying that you shouldn't make individual effort. He said he has made effort. And if there's somebody who can talk about effort, he. I mean, I can talk about effort. That I work hard. Do you know how many hours I travel to work? Do you know how many hours I stay up to pray? Do you know how long I've gone to school? 35 years of my life before I earn my first dollar. So if there is something to boast about, I have it. School, effort, sacrifice, hard work. All of them are good. But let me tell you something. There's something greater. She said, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am pure-blooded citizen. I have American passport. He said, I'm pure citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. A real Hebrew, if there was ever one. I was a member of the Pharisees. I've gone to school, trained. That's what he's saying. Who demand the strict obedience to the Jewish law. In other words, I'm religious also. When it comes to prayer, I'm there. When it comes to the word of God, I'm there. When it comes to the law, when it comes to citizenship, Paul recounted his efforts, done many things. But he said, I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted even the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. Was righteous. He made effort to be righteous to be holy. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. Now let me read from New King James. He says, "But what things were gain to me, 
These I have counted loss for Christ. That's losing. Losing. You must not fix your eyes on your things, but on God. Adam and Eve kept their eyes on God and God provided until they felt, wow, I can take care of myself. I can cover myself. They were naked and they were okay. When personal effort superseded God's blessing, they lost it. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my God for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith hallelujah now, what does all this mean? And I can go on and read it. And it says in verse 10, that I may know him and the power, somebody say power, of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. So here, these destinations come together. Destination losses to lose. I count all things as loss. And that I may experience his, they have fellowship with his suffering, suffering, and be made conformable to his death, dying, all through sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I saying? Now, Christians do not have power, many Christians. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 that we should be strong in the Lord and in the power of God's might. When people come around you, they must know, feel that there's a difference between you and the unbeliever. There should be power. There should be spiritual power. There should be something extra about you. That when we count all the things, I go to school, you go to school, like Paul said. Not that I don't have it. I work hard, you work hard. But there's a difference. There is a difference. And ladies and gentlemen, Paul is attributing this thing to what we call the power that is released when you go through these things, especially sacrifices. Christians have de-emphasized the power of God that makes things happen. The anointing that makes things happen. The supernatural favor that you should have. They have, they have neglected the presence of God that we should have but unbelievers shouldn't have. We are struggling like unbelievers. We are toiling like unbelievers. We, 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 we quarrel, we struggle, we steal, we do everything as if there is no power. As if angels don't exist. As if the Holy Spirit does not exist. As if prayer does not exist. As if the word of God is useless. As if holiness is nothing to worry about. The Bible says that be strong in the Lord. Let people know that there is a strength about you. That those who don't have the Lord, they do not have it. 
I am different from the unbeliever. You must be different from the unbeliever. When you speak, heaven should hear. When you speak, Satan should fear. When you speak, evil should clear. Power. Power should be released. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. One day, you should be able to say that God is with me. Don't try me. Don't try me. Just like Job said, God is, he said, God gave it. God has given, blessed be the name of the period. And the wife looked at him and said, my sons are dead and you dare mention God? Who is God? Curse God and die. That is a person who has the power of God going through suffering, going through loss, going through pain, going through things. But the power of God will keep you. You all sing, kept by the power of God. Kept by the power. Oh, day by day, come what may, kept by the power of God. Have you heard that song before? Kept by the power of God. Day by day, come what may, I'm kept by the power of God. Do you believe it? Today, I want to challenge you that you should be kept by the power of God. You should elevate the power of God in your life. You should accentuate the power of God. You should display the power of God. Not just sing it. I am a friend of God. It's not a song. It's a confession of faith. It's a real Christian anthem. A real conviction. Kept by the power of God. That was Job. Kept by the power of God. Day by day and come what may. My son told me yesterday, Daddy, do you know that your, your mistakes are a blessing? And I said, what do you mean? And he reminded me. You know, I just went on a, a little getaway with them. Accompanied me, my daughter and my son. So I took off and then they drove a car. And he reminded me that, the car, do you know this car? It was by mistake that you bought it. And it's true. Brother Cyrus had gone on, uh, you know, he sells cars, he buys cars, um, what's it called? Auction. So one day he came and he was doing his business. He was there and he watched the time and he would sit, he watched that and he said, I said, what are you watching? He said, oh, there's a, um, an auction going on and I want to bid it. Be the last bid and put a little bit. I said, how is it done? And I said, okay, let me show you how it's done. And we looked out and then randomly picked up a car like this one. It's left to 20 minutes to go. So when it's left to 20 minutes, you watch it. You see, this guy said the guy has added $5. So the car was being sold for, I think it was 900 But it's a very, very good car. And he said, so if you like, you can add $5 and uh, beat the last guy. 
I said, so how do you do it? So you cl- just click here. You five. You just click five, and it will add. I said, you click where? He said, this one. You mean this one? And then, he said, you've clicked. I said, I click what? I, but he showed me what to do. I clicked five. Unfortunately, nobody clicked again. I had no business, no plans, nothing about buying a car. By mistake, I clicked five. And the sad thing is, I said, where's the car? So they're going to bring it. No, you have to go there and go and pick it up. I said, I have no, I don't have any such intention. Yes, 900 I can pay. And then they said that it's a, a damaged accident. I said, oh, what trouble is this? Long and short, I said, you are the one who made me make the mistake. So I'm sending you to go and pick up the car for me. Pay for you. So he and his wife and some friends, they went and picked the car and brought it. They repaired it for me and I beautiful car by mistake by mistake by mistake even your mistakes are a blessing when you believe in the power of God have you heard that scripture Romans 8 28 all things and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose Today, I'm going to share with you what it means to love God and to be called according to his purpose. So that all things can work together for your good. That love does not come easy. Anybody who has loved before will tell you love is not the blissful roses they throw around the screens at Hollywood. Real love is losses, is suffering. If these people will tell the truth, this thing you see here, the hams are around here, that's not what you see on a 24-7 basis. You ask them, when was the last time they quarrel and they will be truthful, they will tell you it's not been a week. Probably just before they came. Love makes sacrifices. Love the Bible says we are constrained. Please bring that scripture. The love of Christ constraineth me. Constraineth me. Love has constraints. Bring it up. The love of Christ. I think it's 2 Corinthians. Is it 4.13 or 4? 5.13. Yes. Bring it up. Let's read 5.12 and 5.13. 5.13 and 14. He says, 5, 13 and 14, 13 first. Watch this, watch this. If I am beside myself, if we are beside ourselves, it means beside yourself means you are crazy. The mad. You're gone bonkers. I'm telling you something. If we are beside ourselves, it is to God. I'm going to tell you about the craziness of Christianity. The craziness that brings the power of God. You have to be crazy. Most Christians are not crazy enough. Therefore, they are not powerful enough. I'll tell you. I'll say the craziness. I'm crazy, but it's okay. You'll see the power of my craziness. You know, mad people can do things and go free where sane people cannot. Yeah. Even at the court, when you come, they say guilty, but free by reason of insanity. 
Sometimes the reason you are not free is because you are not insane enough. You are not mad enough as a Christian. You don't look abnormal enough. You don't look abnormal enough. You look too normal. You normal boyfriend, normal girlfriend, normal lies, normal sleep, normal sleep, normal everything. You are not crazy enough. Therefore, you are guilty. Your insanity plea does not work. Christianity is for the insane. There's nothing normal about real life. Nothing normal. Keep being normal. Those abnormal ones will see where who will be. Correct. If you live a normal life in this world, you will never experience the power of God. Never. I can assure you. You can walk in and out normal. There's everything normal about you. What is different between you and the unbeliever? Nothing. You call it unique. I call it abnormal life. Crazy is what the Bible calls it. If you are crazy, it is to God. Living for God has nothing normal about it. If your life is normal, that's why you don't have power. I shouldn't say it. If it seems we are crazy, the Bible says new living. If it is seeming that we are crazy, then actually this is what brings glory to God. Clap for Jesus. Yeah. You are too normal. You are a little tired. I won't go to church. When they give you a little extra money, ah, I'll give you my Sunday. You are not, you are too normal. When a woman shakes a little bit of her voluptuous part, hey, I'm all yours. I'll give you my virginity. You are too normal. That's what normal people do. That's why you have no power. Christian power is comes to crazy people. Crazy for Christ. Crazy. How normal is it that a successful doctor, and I'm a successful doctor by the grace of God. I'm a specialist. I'm a gastroenterologist. There are very few black people who are gastroenterologists. You show me. Show me. Where are they? Very few black people. Very few. When I go to conference, I always bring my wife because I look lonely. So another black girl will come around. Where would you find a physician normal who's successful at his trade? Preaching. Is that normal? Is, that's crazy. Bring me 10 doctors in the world, in this America, who do what I'm doing. That's abnormal. That's why there's power. That's for the Lord Jesus. Is it normal for you to rise up from your bed and it is not even six, it's four, and you kneel down? Are you a, a thief? And you bow down and you lift up worship. You scream and sometimes you are even crying. How normal is that? That's where the power is. But that's why you don't have power because you can't do it. Because you don't do it. Shame on you. 
You make pastors look like we are thieves and robbers and we are telling a lie. But you are the liar. You're not crazy enough. You're not crazy enough. Your craziness has not reached heavenly levels. You're too normal. You're too normal for power. God can run power through normal cables. It will, be to, it will burn you. To be, you have to be prepared. You have to prepare for crazy power. Power to lay hands on the sick, they recover. Power for wealth. Supernatural power for favor. It comes to abnormal people. If we are crazy, bring it up. It is to the glory of God. But if we are normal and in our right minds, it is for the wealth benefit. Did you know that? I told my daughter, you can't be in my house and be normal. Because all your brothers are abnormal. And if you decide to be normal in this house, problems will come. Yeah. I told her. Yeah. They're very abnormal. My sons are very handsome. Very intelligent. Very blessed. But they are very abnormal. Prayer. Holiness. Teaching. The word of God. At this age, they are all virgins. By the grace of God. That's abnormal. That's crazy. But they have power. You watch them by the grace of God. You can't sip up. You can't keep your sip up. How can you have power? How can you be like Joseph? And you want blessing? You are too normal for the blessing. You should be crazy. Brother Junior sent me a text this Thanksgiving. He said, I've decided enough. He put an envelope and he goes, I cheered. I cheered up. He's ready for the power of God. If you seem crazy, it's okay. It is okay. So crazy that you throw that boyfriend out who is always in your pants. That's crazy. But that's where the power of God will come to you. That's when angels will visit you. That's when favor will find you. That's when favor will find you. That's when supernatural blessings will come. That's when people cannot explain you. How come we are all here but you seem to be doing so well. Your family seems to be doing so well. Your academic work seems to be doing so well. There is an extra power. Yeah. You sit down and behave this way. I will not preach lies to you. You want to go to hell, you can go to hell. But it will not come from me. I'll show you the way to heaven. I'll show you the way to power. Pastors have been prevented from preaching the truth because the truth is crazy. It's crazy. How can you be told to pay tithes? That's crazy. That's not normal. I go and work for a thousand dollars and tell me to bring one hundred. That's crazy. But that's where the power is. The power to get wealth. Loss. Your appointment with loss, with suffering, with sacrificing, with dying. 
yourself. You want Christian power? You want supernatural power? You want miraculous lifestyle? And there is miraculous lifestyle. Only you don't want it. You want the normal infused from the world. So when I'm preaching to you, you don't think it is correct. Try it. Be crazy enough. Crazy enough to wake up in the night to lift up worship. When nobody, when there's no problem. There's no, it's not like there's an emergency. But to fast. When there's no problem. That's crazy. Meanwhile, you have food. You are rich. There's a party going on. I say, I'm not going to eat. I am looking for supernatural power. Are you crazy? Crazy, but it's okay. That is what transformed Joseph into the guy you like. Crazy behavior. 17-year-old with strong erection. And then a woman comes, bears her breast open, throws herself on you, and she's beautiful too. And she says after that, I'll promote you. You'll be the head. I'll give you money. I'll salary you to the highest. Nobody, if you are not crazy, you can't do it. Normal people will fall for you. But crazy for Christ, lovers of God, real Christians, godly people, that's the craziness of godliness. That's the cra- You're not crazy enough. Let me tell you, that's your problem. The problem you are having is not a problem of the existence of God. You are the one who doesn't exist. Your Christianity doesn't exist. It's not that God doesn't exist. Wife slaps you and you say, oh, no problem. I turn the other cheek. That's crazy. Somebody swindles you and you say, I'm forgiven. That's crazy. But that's what glorifies God. And God says, yeah, I can trust you with double. You are like Job. I'll give you double for your trouble. Supernatural blessing. If it seems we are crazy, it is because it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in your right, our right minds, it is because of your benefit. It's because of the world. Yeah. That I'm in America. And I see, I've seen that the spirituality in Ghana. My boys who have passed for medical school, done MCAT and intelligent, go to Ghana so that you will acquire more spirituality and go to the medical school that I went to so that you get both medicine and spirituality. That's crazy. That's crazy. You gotta be crazy to glorify God. You got the power of God. That's crazy. That a guy comes to you and says, Hey, I know you're a guy, but give me your butt. True. You said, My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You cannot defile it. Even if you give me thousands, the Bible says this is wrong. And you walk away from thousands. That's crazy. But it's all right. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Clap for the Lord Jesus. 
That's crazy. If you are crazy, crazy people are closest to God. Crazy people. Christianity is such a crazy religion to die. But that's where the power is. Look at the next verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. It says, either way, God's love controls us. It is this or that. We are crazy, but it's because we are constrained. The King James says, the love of Christ constrains us. King James, therefore the love of Christ constrains us because we assess and judge that if Jesus died for us, then we are all dead with him. Do you know what that means? I love Jesus enough that that's what keeps me from being normal. It constrains, it prevents me. Listen, yesterday I told my children, I said, look at me, I told them. I intentionally, sometimes I just sit down and chat with them. I said, look at me. I'm here. I'm working in Arkansas as a physician, a specialist. All the nurses are at my disposal. I have a nice hotel. And the hotel that they gave me, it's a suite. It's a suite. And they rented a car for me. Buy the car. And if they say, if I want to fly, they'll fly me. Just to go and then see a few patients. Because they don't have specialists where I went. So I'm a champion there. So I told my children, look at me. My wife is out doing Healing Jesus campaign. And then my children, there's no reason to come here. It's Thanksgiving. I'm working. I have good enough reason to keep you here. I'll just give you two. Brother Eric and Sister Rosemary. They should take care of my children. And they will do it. They love me enough to do it. Eric, won't you take care of them for me? Any day. Any day. Eric will do it for me any day. Even Rosemary won't do it. Eric will do it. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Enough room. Rooms. And they will give them VIP treatment. And then I go and hide myself and just do a nurse a day. A nurse a day. Keep the suite busy. One a day. And I was there for about nine days or so. That's a lot of days and a lot of nurses. That's a hospital. That's a hospital. A hotel hospital. And I told them, these things don't even occur to me because I have a crazy mind. That's not a normal mind. My colleagues, my colleagues, my colleagues, when they go for conferences, it's like they've gone for track driving. It's true. You know, you know, you see them. And he's a male nurse, so he knows what the doctors do to the female nurses. Work at night. We work and we work. I said, it's crazy. And I told them, I brought you all to yeah. That's crazy. Well, I talked to them practically. I said, this is the basis of the presence of God on my life. The power of God on my life. Yes, only God can do it. Only God. It's a crazy life that attracts God. And I told them, the love of Christ is what constrains me. Oh, my son. Oh, my son. God bless you. The love of Christ. I love him. I love him. Like Joseph said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against the God that I love? If you don't love God, you can't live the crazy life of Christianity. 
Do you know that it's abnormal, it's crazy? Jarvis, come here. Look, nice guy like you. You are so strong. You look at this girl that you've gone to take. You can get better girls. Younger, taller, more voluptuous. You've been with her for how many years? Twelve. I mean, you should be tired of her by now. Yeah, I mean, come on. I have better options for you, okay? Look at the girls. Look at the girls around. Yeah. I mean, she's had how many children for you? Three. Three already. Look at his stomach has changed. I have people who have their stomachs have not been tested. Yeah. The woman is about to trip him over. It's <laughs> about to kill him. Now think about it. All these. It's crazy to stick with one woman for 12 years. Even animals don't do that. Even animals, they change through. But he had decided to stick to one woman. One woman. Because God said, For this cause shall a man leave his mother and his mother shall be cleaved to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. One man, one woman. And he said, I'm not going to. It wasn't Adam and Adam, Eve, and Eva. There was no Eva, Evelyn, Evelyn. So I'll just stick. Or it wasn't Adam and Steve. That's crazy. But that's why God's going to bless you. That's why the power of God will be on your marriage. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Sit down. Stick to her. Stick to her. If I see you taking another woman, you see what I do to you. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. Can you imagine your children raised virgins? And I mean, even to stick with women, anybody who slept with another person, you're always confused in your marriage. You're comparing tastes, comparing people, comparing images, and the marriage is broken. And you see God doesn't exist. Finding fault with somebody, you've watched pornography, all kinds of things, and you expect something that is not real. Only because you did not go crazy enough to stick with God's plan for your life. You couldn't suffer enough. You couldn't sacrifice enough. You couldn't give up enough. You couldn't die to your nature. That's why there's no power. Me, I believe in the power of God and I walk in the power of God by the grace of God. When you come around closely, you see that there's power of God with me by the grace of God. There's the favor of God with me. You will like it. You are not ready to lose, to suffer, to sacrifice, and to die to your old nature. And therefore, you are struggling. You are frustrated. You know you're frustrated. You are frustrating yourself. God is ready and now to give you all the power ever. You watch it. Try him. Try him. Try him. Christianity has been watered down by pastors. I'm sad to say. We're afraid to preach such a word. I will not be afraid of your face. You can squeeze your face all you want. Do you feel like don't come next week? There are three doors. One, two, three, four. But you know you will come because you know I'm telling you the truth. You know those who came before didn't tell you the truth. You actually like what I'm saying. Now the problem is how can I do what he's saying because he's so truthful about it. Oh yeah. You know it. You're even happy that I'm saying it. Actually God had told you this before but you couldn't believe that it was coming from God because your flesh was preaching another message. Shame on you. Christian liars, Christian thieves. 
Christian adulteress. Fake Christianity. And they're saying, ah, the church should have been full today. God knows who he wants to bless. He wants to bless you. 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 The power of sacrifice. He said, the love of Christ constraineth us. Paul said, I count all things lost for the excellency of Christ. Me. Lost. 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 Bye-bye to women. Welcome God's choice. One wife. Glory to God. I'll be happy with it. Anything God says, I'll be happy with it. No options. No alternatives. The love of Christ. If you don't love God, you can't do what I'm saying. If you don't love Jesus. If you don't love Jesus. If this man does not love this woman. It can't be this abnormal to stick to her alone. When there are so many fresh ones. The time she saw her, she was young and groovy. She's fresh, she's so fresh. Exciting. She's so exciting to me. Have you heard that song? Conversation is going round. People talking of the girl who's come to town. Lovely lady, pretty as can be. No one knows her name is such a mystery. I have seen her maybe once or twice. One thing I can say, oh, she's very nice. She's a lady. I will not continue it. <laughs> I have been there and done that. There's no grooviness in it. This is a better life. It's a sweet life. It's a holy life. It's a power-laden life. It's a life of favor. Look at me. You would like to be like me. By the grace of God. Because I like to follow Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. And watch your life change into such a blessing. Follow me. God made me that way for you. Follow me as I follow Christ. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Follow me as I follow Christ. The love of Christ. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Imitate Christ. Crazy, but it's okay. Let me tell you something. The power of the sacrifice. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. Someone say, I like it. I like this message. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them who perish foolishness. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. What else should I preach? Even if you don't like it, you know it's the truth. Oh, don't, no need to like it. Just don't fight. Just take it in. Breathe in. 
when it's too painful, say, ouch, hallelujah. Just add hallelujah so that we would think that the ouch was a Holy Ghost hit. Uh-huh. Put a ouch, hallelujah. Ouch is the pain. Hallelujah means, okay, okay, Lord. Yeah, you know. God is good. God is a good thing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The preaching of the cross. Do you know what the preaching of the cross is? The preaching of suffering, sacrifice, losing, death is foolishness. Manuel, what I'm te teaching you is foolishness. If it's foolishness to you, it means you are perishing. For those who are going to hell, this is foolishness preaching. If it's foolishness to you, you are about to go to hell. Yeah. If it is foolishness, what I'm preaching about the cross. The cross means a place where you give up your life. Suffering, loss, sacrifice, death. The cross is a sign of the sacrifice. That the cross must come to the center of the church again. Not all these fiangle, is there a word like that? Aramaic, I think. All this psychedelic, psychedelic Christianity. Nobody prays, nobody is holy, nobody is righteous, nobody tells the truth. Everybody does what they want. What kind of nonsense is it? Since when did the church become like that? Since when did Christianity become like that? Since when? Since when? Since when? And you force us, pastors, to preach your type of message so that you give us offering. You can take your offering home. You didn't send me. The love of Christ. Most marriages that have issues, it is a lack of sacrifice, a lack of suffering, a lack of desire to lose something for somebody else for the sake of the Lord for the sake of the Lord I tell you there is, there is no ideal marriage my marriage is not that good as you think no it's as good and as bad as yours the difference is the decision the love of Christ constraineth me that's why my wife will look at me and said and I said feed me looks in the eyes and Lord this one I'm not doing it for this fool I'm doing it for you that tells you how terrible sometimes my marriage is. And somebody has decided I will, I will, I will lose something. I will suffer injustice. I will suffer a certain thing. That's how my marriage is working. I have to decide that. That's why I keep job. I've lost only one job. Because I have to forgive. I have to treat people right. I have to be like Christ over there. And get promoted and promoted and promoted and promoted until there's no more promotion. That's how I was in school, but I didn't have a girlfriend. College, I was such a good student. I could teach mathematics. A girl that I was teaching, as I was teaching her mathematics, she put her head on my lap. My goodness. My goodness. My whole brain went into my thigh. I didn't know whether my head was in between my shoulders or between my legs. I didn't know where to think and what to think. Oh, yeah. I was teaching mathematics to a beautiful girl called Laura. My Laura. 
Oh Lord, near my God today. Try to be like Joseph. Just wrap the hair a little bit and let her go. Never. I decided never. Lord, if I do this, your power will not come to me. Your favor will not come to me. Your glory will not come to me. Your promotion will not come to me. I want it so badly. And I know this girl cannot give me anything but pleasure for 30 seconds. Push up, push up, push up. That's it. 30 seconds. I don't want it. I don't want I don't want any. I want the power of God. Kept by the power of God. Sustained power. The presence of God, the enduring presence. If we are crazy, it's so that the glory of God will be seen. That's what the Bible says. The Shekinah glory. I predict and proclaim and declare that you will shine with Shekinah glory for today. Yeah, you will. You'll be crazy enough. You watch it. Your craziness has just begun. Your high fever has just begun. Your supernatural life has just begun. The power of losing something, suffering something, sacrificing something, giving up something, and dying for the Lord. Yeah, I'll be a psycho. I like that. Up for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. I would rather be a psycho. There is no sacrifice anymore. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them who perish foolishness it's always foolishness you know the kind of people that sit in church and they start talking serious forgiveness suffering the preaching of the cross you know one of the things that often we do that doesn't bring the power is we neutralize everything in our mind analysis that doesn't bring analysis and questions the sign of faithlessness give give the lord a chance give him an absolute chance those are the questions that the devil put in adam and eve's mind and they lost it the analysis why not why not a little bit here a little bit there let's love god enough let the love of Christ constrain. Let's preach the cross, which means losing, suffering, sacrificing, dying, dying to our old self. Let me tell you, when you are able to preach the cross, Bible says to them who perish is foolishness. But to those who are saved, it is the power of God. Please, you are saved. Let the cross be the power for you. Bring the cross and let it provide power. Suffer some things for Christ. Not for people. Not for the world. Suffer. I, listen. Remember my wife's statement. I'm doing this for you. And ask yourself. Remember Joseph. I'm doing this for you. Remember Paul. I'm doing this for you. Remember Abraham. I'm doing this for you. Remember when he was supposed to sacrifice Isaac. I will do this for you. Didn't tell the wife. Didn't tell. Was going to do it. Lifted it. And God says, no. Now I know. From that day, the power of God came to Abraham. Abraham became a supernatural name with supernatural blessings. And he said, in you, 
shall all the nations be blessed. Please, don't be interested in being blessed. It's not enough. You are blessed. Let me show you what blessing looks as different from being interested in not just being blessed, but being a blessing. When you are blessed, this is how it is. Get, you are blessed. When you are blessing, this blessing, you are the source of the blessing. God told Abraham, you see, he's now being a blessing. God told Abraham, because of this, in you shall all the nations be blessed. I will bless you so that you'll be a blessing to people. He gave power. Abraham sacrificed his son. The things that we have to sacrifice is not too much. It's not too much. It's not too grievous. I'm telling you. If you think obedience is a problem, you try disobedience. The problem is you've been so used to disobedience that it's become normal. To us who are saved, cross is power. Sacrifice is power. Sacrifice is power. Now, three effects of sacrifice. Number one, it causes people to follow you. Number two, it causes people to be convinced about you. Number three, it causes people to be committed even to you. Jesus Christ will love him because he first loved us. His death on the cross made all the difference. Why do you think parents are loved, especially mothers, by their children? The sacrifice they make. The sacrifices they make. Mothers make sacrifices. They sacrifice their body. Fathers don't sacrifice much, eh? I'm telling you honestly. I'm a father, so I know what I'm talking about. Mothers, God bless you. I honor mothers. They sacrifice their body, their shape, their everything. Their sleep. Fathers may live, but mothers don't live. Therefore, they are loved. Anyone who sacrifices, even the unbelievers, when you go and you want black power, they, they bring a sacrifice. Do you know that? Occult. They will tell you, sacrifice a goat. Sacrifice the tongue of a, uh, a lizard. Bring the tooth of a frog. Something like that. Something crazy like that. Sacrifice. Put something down. Put something down. But Christianity... Nobody wants to put anything down. That's where there's no sacrifice. That's why there's no power. The power of the occultists, and there are powers, eh? That comes through sacrifice. Everywhere you go, they say, either put money down or put your... Some people even sacrifice their children. Some people sacrifice their parents. It's after all, they, they're about to die. Let me show you something. There was a king, king of Moab. Second king chapter 3, verse 26, 27. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men and drew swords to break through even to the king of Edom. But they would not. They couldn't. That 700 people couldn't. But you know what he did? That brought the breakthrough. Then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own 
where there was no power, he sacrificed his son. Power came to stop the war. Please. Sacrifice is such a powerful thing. Jesus sacrificed his life. Look at the salvation he's brought to us. Many of you, the reason you even like this church, if you, this person is very sacrificial, very caring, he gives a lot, all those things, it makes people to follow you. Sometimes the reason why people don't follow us in Christ, to church, to do anything, is because there's no sacrifice. Our lives are so normal. Start having a sacrificial life. Let people see you make sacrifices for God. You are always going on outreach. They see you. You're going to church. They see you. You're forgiven. Even to give to people, you will draw a following. Why do you think people like Trump? I mean, I don't necessarily like because this guy, that kind of thing. But people like him because this man, eh, the kind of things he does, I'm willing to give up my job. I'm willing to. Those things, people really look at it and say, I want to follow him, even if he's living foolishness. But Christianity is not foolishness. Yet, we have stopped sacrificing. If I tell you, come for rehearsal on Saturday, sacrifice, you see what you see. If I tell you, I've closed, I've worked 24 7 for hours, but I'm coming here to preach. Those people, like, I was sleeping here for, I just needed 10 minutes rest. But you are very tired a little bit after work. You say you won't go to church. No, no, I'll sleep. No sacrifice. No sacrifice. God is looking for lovers who will sacrifice for him. For the love of him. The love of Christ to constrain us. I'm doing it because of you. The choir should be full because of people who sacrifice. But only a few people. Isabella knows how to sing, but she will not come for rehearsal. She will not. I form dancing stars for adults. It's over. Nobody is willing to sacrifice for rehearsal. I've tried very hard to form a team. To instruments expensive here. Nobody. You should see, they finish. Their parents take their children home. Not willing to sacrifice anything. I'm telling you. Where is the power going to come from? When my son sacrificed, the anointing that came to their life, today they are international people. But parents don't want to sacrifice. I even have instituted on Saturday afternoons at 3 o'clock. I want to teach all teenagers. I've set it up. I was bringing them here. We were bringing our cars. Parents will not sacrifice. Children will not sacrifice. Still, we are having problems. Your children are included. You don't even get them to come. No sacrifice. Where's the power going to come from? And you wonder why things are the way they are. You change. I see power entering your homes. I see power entering your finances. I see power entering your spirit. I see the power of God entering your life. Young people will become powerful. You will see what your destiny will become. Bible says, mark the perfect man and behold the upright. The end of that man is peace. I took that decision as a young person. Lord, I will give you anything. My wife is preaching. I gave, I paid my wife to go and preach. Sacrifice. For years. For years. For years. Sacrifice. It brings power. Sacrifice. Put something down. Put your prestige down. 
put your life. Jesus says that I lay down my life and I can take it down. Nobody takes it from me. I opt to do it. No wonder Jesus is that powerful. What are we doing as a sacrifice? No sacrifice? How can people follow you to church? How can you evangelize? There's nothing sacrificial about you. There's nothing sanctimonious or, or, or so you can't even witness. There's no power. The power of your Christianity is in your ability to sacrifice, to suffer for Christ, to lose things for Christ. You thrive. It's cold, but you're going for outreach. That's suffering. You have a thousand and you are given one hundred as a tithe. That is a sacrifice. You can't do it. You watch the difference. Watch the difference. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God. Because it is he who gives you power to get wealth. There is wealth and there is power to get wealth. Power to get wealth, it continues. God says, I will bless you. The blessings of the Lord makes rich and add no soul. Financial power is also a power. It's not just work. It's not just salary. Salary does not make you rich. But the power to get wealth, the power to get wealth is of God. It's a power. It comes through the sacrifices, the tithing, the, the things you are willing to give. You know, so I'm going to teach you some things. Eh? Crazy things. But powerful things. By the time we are done with this series, the favor of God will fill the church. The power of God will fill the church. The young people will become supernatural. I tell you. And you will not regret it. I tell you. It will be a lifestyle of sacrifice. A lifestyle of power. A lifestyle of the anointing. A lifestyle of the presence of God. A lifestyle of angelic presence. I am not walking here alone. Angels are with me. And you know it. The sacrifices. The preaching of the cross. Carry your cross. Deny yourself. Suffer for him. Lose something for him. Love him enough to lose something. To sacrifice something. The people that you see in the choir. It's their love that's making them sacrifice. The people, you watch. If these instrumentalists are going to rehearse and it's going to be powerful, it will take a lot of sacrifice. But that's when God is going to anoint them. Yeah. If you see TSAs, it's because many of you sit in church like, like you. You do nothing. Nothing. You are willing to sacrifice nothing. Yeah. I shouldn't say it. I should not say it. Yeah, yeah, your destiny is what I'm pleading for. And God will bless you if you can sacrifice something. As you separate and work and say nothing. Every time nothing. Every time nothing. What do you want to do? Is it is God that wicked? Is Christ that wicked? Why can't you sacrifice a little bit? Meanwhile, you sacrifice for many things. Bible says the sacrifices that the unbelievers sacrifice, they sacrifice to idols, not to God. Not to God. When it comes to God, it's like Christ is the head of this house. The unseen guest at every table. The silent listener. So he can't talk. He can't talk. When I talk like this, I'm talking too much. And I'm mentioning him, I'm mentioning him too much. 
I will mention names. I am telling you, I'm pleading for your blessing. I'm pleading for your honor. I'm pleading for your favor. And you watch it. Mark it six months, three to six months. Lives will be changing this church. You watch it. Supernatural power will change destinies, will change marriages, will change grades, will change lives, will change spirits, will change finances. The power of God will transform people. Mark it somewhere. You mark it somewhere. I give you and keep looking, keep watching, keep counting, and keep just marking everybody, especially those whose names are mentioned. Mark them. They are being transformed. You are the next person to be blessed. You are the next Joseph. You are the next Abraham. And if you are going through trouble, you are the next Job 2. Job 2. Job 1 is a suffering. Job 2 is the double for your suffering. Double. You will receive double for your suffering as you make a decision to make a sacrifice. You can start with your tithe. You can start with your tithe. Don't just clap. Tithe. Tell somebody, don't just clap. Tithe. Clap for the Lord Jesus and rise to your feet. Hallelujah. Ooh, what a blessing. Tell somebody I'm more blessed than you. Tell somebody I have more power than you. And if I tell the person that, and then you respond to the person, but I'm more crazy than you. I love Jesus more than you. Yeah. I'm gonna tell him, tell him that he should watch you. Just watch him. Just watch this guy. Watch, tell somebody, watch this guy. Yeah. The crazy ones are going to be the most powerful ones. Spencer, since I saw you, you've been only crazy. You started with normalcy. Now I see more craziness in you. The glory of God has started on your life. Yeah. When I started with you, couldn't believe that craziness was a good thing. But now I see that craziness is working. Craziness is working. The craziness you've seen in me, that do ye. The craziness you've seen in me. Kayla, see the craziness in me. Do it. You will be so blessed. You'll be so blessed. You know, your life is so bright. I need shades, dark glasses to look into it. That's how bright your life is. That's how bright your destiny is. I proclaim it. I prophesy it. I decree it. That your life, the way it's going to shine, the glory, the Shekinah glory of God, that's coming upon your life. Everybody who wants to analyze your life, they better wear shades. Because you'll be so bright, the Shekinah glory will blind them. They need special seats to see. Ah, is it the same person I saw three months ago? Is it the same Joseph that we sold? The big brothers bowed. Just same Joseph that they sold. But because of his godliness, the favor, the power of God that came, his life in the latter end was far better. I'm crazy, but for the Lord. But it's okay because I love him. I'm sacrificed for him. Thank you, Jesus. You never failed me. Don't fail your people. Don't fail your people. Honor your people. Anoint your people. Bless your people. Favor your people, Lord. Give them a destiny. A destiny that nobody can challenge. A destiny that they can only ascribe to you, to you, to you. Send angels to their homes. Send angels. Give them a heart of sacrifice that can love you enough and be constrained because you never brought a normal life. You brought a life that's different. Different from our old lives. We are willing to make the sacrifice. We are willing to receive the power. For we are going to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of God's might. I see destiny changing 
angels sent your way in the name of Jesus Christ. Ramohana neke akulibra to sataya frenu palazzo na kibrato ranu kapanda akola pranto. That's the power of God right here. That's the power of God right here. That's the power of God right here. Exactly what I'm talking about. It's moving already. He's moving already. The anointing is flowing. Empowering people. Empowering people. Transforming lives. Transforming families. Transforming families. Transforming finances. Transforming destinies. Because of the anointing. Because of the power of God. Kept by the power of God. Changed by the power of God. Transformed by the power of God. God is moving. God is moving. God is moving and transforming people in the name of Jesus. Oh, lift up your hands and worship God. Worship Him because He's here. He says, my people, I'm here for you. Oh yes, your love for me is what is causing the sacrifice. And I'm willing to release power and the anointing and the glory upon your lives. Somebody here, God says, don't worry about the past. Don't worry about yesterday. Start today. Forget about yesterday. Forget about all the things that are making you feel guilty. My blood is enough. It will wipe it. But from now, take me up on my promise. You'll be crazy enough. You'll love me enough. I will empower you greatly. I will shine on you greatly in my Shekinah glory and favor you. Jesus name. If you are here, and you want to give your life to Jesus or rather still you want to surrender your life rededicate your life rededicate your life to this new move of craziness of spiritual craziness you are here you want to tell the Lord I know I'm born again I know I've given my life to you before but this time I'm coming for a rededication for a new move you are here like that. You want to give the Lord a fresh start. You want to give yourself a fresh start. You want the power of God to start with you. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. God bless you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. You want a fresh start. Just lift your Don't care about anybody. God is giving you power. You want a fresh start. Just walk up to the front. Come. Come now. Come. Come. Come for them as they come. Many, many are coming. Come. 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 Come, come, clap for them. There are many more people. You need to walk up here. Just the fact that you are walking up here, it's a crazy move. That is a beginning of a powerful blessing. Walk up to the front. Just walk up to the front. Something supernatural. Move here. Give me some oil. The anointing is transforming you. Watch it. The very thing you could not do, God is giving you the power to do it. God sees your heart. God sees your heart. And it's going to give you what you are praying for. As you are standing here, pray for that exact crazy love for Jesus. That makes you sacrifice. That crazy love. That crazy love. That crazy love. That causes you to fast. That causes you to live holy. That causes you to make sacrifices. That causes you to put your life on the altar. Say, Lord, use me. Touch me. Make me. That's it. That's it. Lift up your hand. Father, you know your, the heart of your children. Father, I pray, anoint this oil. Call it the holy anointing oil from heaven. And as they come on your people, touch and make a difference. Huge difference. A transformational difference unto your people. Love them. Love them. Love them. Jesus.
seen what you said. God has heard it. Your tears. You've wanted him for so long. You've loved him. You just didn't know what to do. You are praying about this day. Here you are. Have it. Receive it. That power. In Jesus' name. Power to be transformed. Power to sacrifice. Receive that power. Iona, fear not. Only believe. God is taking you through a road. He will straighten out the crooked edges. In Jesus' name. Power. Power to do well. God sees your tears. Your suffering. Your pain. But above all, your love is what's going to make a difference. It's a crazy life. But it's worth it. Receive power to live it. Power to endure. You've suffered enough. Bible says after you've suffered a while, he will settle you. He will restore you. He will establish you. To him be glory and power forever. Receive that power. Oh yes, your home is transformed. Your life is transformed. That's it, that's it. That's the power of God. The power of God transforms you now. Son, you are blessed. Blessed with power. God will enter your heart and make you like Joseph. You'll be a transformed vessel for his goodness. Receive that power in Jesus' name. Jeff, it's been a fine run. God has been working with you and speaking with you lately. You know what he has told you? How much you've loved him. But you will love him more. A crazy life, but a beautiful life is being ministered to you from heaven. You will never be the same. Receive that power in Jesus' name. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.